0: Praise the Lord, our, our God. What wonderful words, what wonderful song that was. I don't know if I have something special for you or not. It's worth. I don't know if my message is worthy of what God has done for us. But I only bring to you one question, and depending on how we answer this question is going to determine where we go from here. Depending on how we answer this question will determine whether we exist or not. Depending on how we answer this question it's going to determine our future, depending on how we answer this question can determine where we go. And the question is a simple question. Perhaps the answer is more difficult. And the only question I have for you, and I hope at the end, as we answer this question, as you answer this question in your heart, will determine where God wants us to go, wants us to do, want us to be? This question is simple. The question is this. Quit or surrender? Simple as that. Quit or surrender? Job chapter 1 verses 1 through 20. Now I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to go through the story. And you all know the story. At least most of you know the story. And It's a well-known story. Job was a wealthy man. He was a, everything was going right for him. He was a God-fearing man. He was a faithful man. And God was so proud of him that he even told Satan, hey, you ever seen my, jo- my guy Job? And Satan goes, yeah, I know him, but you give him everything. Of course, he's going to be your guy. He's going to be faithful. So God gives him permission to touch Job, just not touch him physically. And then he goes, and he goes to Job, and he goes, and Job has 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 oxen, 500 female donkeys. He has 10 children. He has many servants. He has all this land. He's rich. He's prosperous. He's happy. And then Satan begins to touch him. Then it says, on one day, as his sons and his daughters were at, at, at one of the sons' house having a party, a messenger comes to Job and he sells them the oxen that were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. Well, the, these guys came and they attacked them, and they took them all away and they killed his servant. And just as he, that was being said to him, another, another person comes and he says, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up all the sheep and the servants and consumed them. As he was finishing that up, another one comes and, says, as, uh, it comes and he says, the Calderians formed three bands and made raid of the camels. They took all the camels and they slew the servants with a sword. And as that one was finishing talking, the, another one came and he says, your sons and daughters were having a party in the house and the wind came and it knocked down the house and all your kids are dead. Quit. Or surrender. So we see Job had lots of things. He was happy. Everything was going right. And then his world turned up upside down. And things changed. Where he had a lot. He had nothing. Where he had children. They were all gone. His life turned upside down. And he. And the changes came in his in his world into his world. And as you get to verse uh, twenty, you see that that Joel, being a faithful man, being a God fearing man, being a servant of God, that he sorrow takes over him, and he tears his clothes, and he shaves his head. just because you're a servant of God just because you're faithful doesn't mean we don't feel sorrow doesn't mean we don't feel pain doesn't mean we are not filled with anxiety but the question is quit or surrender as this calendar year began We began to see little changes here and there in the the Houston area, especially among our sister churches. And we began to see changes in this nation. We began to see changes in this city. And slowly by little, things began to change, and things began to be turned upside down. And then we started seeing the changes in those those things being turned upside down, getting closer and closer to us, to here in this congregation. And things began to change. Things began to be turned upside down. See, we thought the biggest change in, this, in our congregation was going to be a new stage. We thought that's going to be the biggest change we're going to have this year. I mean, we're looking for a pastor, but we knew that's going to take a while and probably won't happen until the beginning of next year, this calen- next calendar year. But we thought... Hey, we're going to do a, do a uh, new stage. We're going to have a brand new station. That's going to be the biggest change we're going to have in our congregation. Oh, how we were wrong. Because things began to change from people moving away to people coming in, to people passing away, the new ones being born, from people suffering from the hurricane and the floods. See, and these things began to to bring anxiety among us. It began to bring pain, and it began to bring sorrow, and it began to bring confusion among um, us. wondering what's going on. I mean, this year has been filled with change after change, upheaval over, over upheaval, and it looks like it's not stopping, and we still have three months to go in this calendar year. See, we thought we were doing everything right, Thought we were following God. We had everything lined up. We had everything in order. We had our plans. We were set. We were feeling good. And we were comfortable. Then this strange thing happened. It felt like God grabbed the world and he began to shake it, and everything just went up to. Everywhere. We don't know what's up, and we don't know what's down. We don't know what's right and what's wrong. It just seems that everything changed, everything from where we were, had started this year, and it just kept growing. And then one thing after another, just in, as Job, as one thing happened, another thing happened. And we are filled with anxiety and pain and sorrow. We've seen this in confusion. We've seen this throughout these last few days, of this month, this from this past month. And it just seems like, what happened, God? I mean, we were doing things right. We worship you. You know, we come to church and, and, and we have good worship and we have good preachers and, and we're loving each other. What's going on? And Perhaps as these things began to happen, it began to happen to the church, but it's also began to happen to people personally. Some going through more things than others. Confusion comes, it's not understanding God. What are you doing? Why are these things happening? We thought we were on the same team, God. Come on. It just doesn't make sense. Sometimes we just don't understand what God is doing. But the question, so is quit or surrender? And we perhaps think that these, uh, these, this thing that not understanding God is, is new. But it perhaps has been going on since the beginning. See, God gave Adam and Eve a paradise. Say, Eve from any tree you want, except this one. And I'm sure Adam, he says, well, why not? It looks good. I'm sure it tastes good. And as temptation came and and as they began t- to feel these desires to eat that look good and, and we want to eat and they quit. See, God had them set up. But they quit on God. They said, well, I'm going to give in to these desires. I'm going to give in to what I want. I'm going to give in to what is rightfully mine. See, we, we're in the... We're in the garden, and and we're in charge of all this. We should have a right to eat from any tree we want. So they gave up, and they gave in, and they quit. So the question is, quit or surrender? Going back to Job Satan comes to God, and God says, hey, Job, he didn't, he didn't give up. He didn't quit. You took everything away from him, but he didn't quit. See him? Satan goes, uh-huh. But yeah, I haven't even touched him yet. Let me touch him. So God says, all right, go for it. Then Job began to have boils on his, on his flesh, Says from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head. He touched him physically, he began had agony and pain. See sometimes as things began to change this year, it was far off. some of our sisters' churches, and we were sad for them, and we were praying for them and, and things were happening elsewhere until it started happening here when it came personally, just like in job, it came to touch his flesh, and then things began to happen here, and changes are going on here and Sorrow and pain and, and hurt, it began to touch us physically and it touched us personally here in this church and job's world turned upside down. So now job is faced with the same question: Quit or surrender? See his wife comes to him and he's laying in bed, you know full of. Swords and trying to figure out what's God doing. What is God doing? You know, he thought God and him were tight, good friends. You know, they were together. And his wife comes, and she says, "Quit." She comes and says, "Renounce God and die. Quit. You're gonna die." Just renounce God and get it over with. So she's telling him to quit. So he's faced with this question: quit or surrender? And that's the same question we face. See, we too are brought that that question to us. It can be a family saying, Why are you following God? It can be friends. That's a cult. What are you doing there? You know what? Our, the person that really touches us, that makes it so personal. See, wife, the wife, of it, it was very personal to Job because his wife is very confident. His, the person that had most influence in him came to him and said, quit. You know who's the person that comes very close to us so often and tells us to quit? Very personal. Very close to us. It's our self. See, we're going through this pain and agony and confusion. Why is this happening? I've dedicated so much time to God. I don't know what he's doing. I've lost everything. And we say, quit. We tell ourselves to quit, what am I doing going through all this? Just quit. And this is the, the question. That, that, The question that was brought to Job as his wife came to him, she says, renounce God and die. She says, quit. And that is the same question we have to answer. And when we answer this question, it's going to determine where we go from here, what happens next, whether we go forward or not. Quit or surrender. Surrender. This is how Job answered. When he lost everything, he lost all, his shaved dishes, he lost his children. So we said that he, he tore off his robe and shaved his head, and he was in the ground crying and worshiping God. same as we do, we're full of anxiety and worries and confusion, just as Job. But then Job says this, in verse 21, chapter one, verse 20, he says, "Naked I came to my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there." The Lord gave, and the Lord take it away, taken away." Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. So we see this as what Job did. His answer to this question, quit or surrender. See, when we have have a right to be happy, when we think we have a perceived right to live a life without troubles and anxiety and worries, When we believe we have this right, we make God our servant. Because we're telling God, you need to make me happy. That's my right. I've come to you, now you've got to make me happy. And when he doesn't make us happy, the first thing that comes to, my, to our minds is quit. Why am I serving God if he's not making me happy? God. But we see something different from Job here. He goes, he doesn't blame God. He worships God. And he understands God. And he knows that God's going to be glorified through whatever he goes through. When his wife came to him and said, renounce God and die, Job answered this, chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. It says, Then his wife said to him, do you, shall, do you still hold fast to integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. St- shall we sin? Accept good from God, and I accept adversity. And all this, Job did not sin in his, with his lips. The question is, quit or surrender? But he's not surrendering in his his circumstances, his situation. He's not surrendering his sorrow. He's not sur- surrendering his sadness and his anxiety. See, we tend to do that. God, I'm going to surrender this trouble I have. Fix it. God, I'm going to surrender this sadness I have. Make me happy. God, I'm going to surrender this trouble I have. Make it go. That is not surrendering to God. Surrendering to God is saying that I give any right of my own perceived rights that I think I may have. That I live solely for you, however you want. That it is not me living, but you're living living in me. It is not what I want, Put your will. Surrendering to God is not surrendering situations, but it's surrendering yourself and giving yourself completely up. So the question is, quit or surrender? See, but we're, we're thinking, but I still don't understand. I don't see. I don't see what's going on. I don't know why I'm going through this. There's a story of Elisha. Elisha and, and his servant. The town was surrounded by the enemy, by the Syrians. They were doomed. They were going to be overrun. They were going to be defeated. And the servant was worried and he knew they was coming to an end and they were going to be defeated. But Elisha was, don't worry about it. And the servant didn't understand why. He couldn't see why he was. Thinking that, then Elisha prayed and said, let his eyes be open so he can see. And God opened his eyes and he saw the army of God protecting them. See, but not, it's not until we surrender, not until we give it all up for God, until we say, my life is not mine, it is yours to do as you please, as you want however you want. Until we surrender, will our eyes be open and we'll be able to see God's glory and God's protection. The choice to quit is quit or surrender. If we choose to quit, to give in, to resign, re- resign to our situation and say, well, this is where I'm at. This is how it is. This is how I'm going to live. Through these troubles, they it won. If we quit, then the last person that leaves this sanctuary, turn off the lights, lock the doors, we all go home, and there's no need to come back. If weakness quit, there's no need for this. So the question is, quit or surrender. But if we surrender, we give up our perceived rights that we may think that we have. And we no longer belong to ourselves, but belong to God. It is not the situations we surrender. It is not the circumstances, but it is our entire selves, our lives that we surrender to God. It is he he who dwells in us at all times and not we ourselves. He is free to do as what he pleases as he pleases. In and through our circumstances and troubles and sorrows and tears. It is he who does as he pleases with our lives. He leads us where he wants. He moves us where he wants. So that in all things, in all circumstances, he will be glorified. And Christ will be revealed. That is to be surrendered to God, that He be glorified in our lives, and that Christ will be revealed. My message is simple. My question is simple. My pre- my question is to you, brethren, here in this church, quit. Or surrender? We quit. We turn off the lights. Go our way. Or do we surrender? Do we surrender each and every life that we have? here, Your own personal life? Do we surrender this church as a body? Surrender each other to God. It says, do as you please. Lead us where you please. So that you will be glorified and that Christ may be revealed. Brethren, do you quit or do you surrender? God bless you. I surrender. And I hope you will surrender with me. May God bless you.